Prepare to have your health questions answered here on Safe, Effective, Natural Solutions with Dr. Todd Binkley, owner of Binkley Healing Center in downtown Ventura. Now, here's Dr. Todd. Good afternoon. I am Dr. Todd Binkley, board-certified doctor of non-force chiropractic and practitioner of functional medicine. Functional medicine means I use tests that most doctors don't order, usually because your insurance doesn't want to pay for them, to identify conditions that they miss because they don't order those tests. And I really love doing what I do, helping people identify ways that they can heal themselves. I just had the privilege of attending for the fifth year in a row this past weekend a conference in San Francisco called Laboratory Endocrine and Neurotransmitter Symposium, which was mostly about uh, hormones and neurotransmitters as they affect the brain. But it was especially uh, focused on reversing, not just reducing or or preventing. You have to really start early to prevent cognitive decline. But there was a lot of really exciting information Very new research showing that there are ways to actually reverse cognitive decline, to reverse dementia, Alzheimer's, and all other forms of dementia. So we'll talk a little bit more about that if we have time and some great case studies. But I'm going to start with a question that came in from a listener in Ventura. Grace asked me to talk about the difference between osteoporosis and osteoarthritis and the best ways to facilitate healing them with something natural as opposed to drugs. She was especially concerned about the side effects of the common osteoporosis drugs that you hear about, drugs like Fosamax, Actinel, Boniva, Prolia, uh, Reclast. These are bisphosphonate drugs. And in my humble opinion, almost no one should take these drugs. As long as you seek out a better alternative, of which there are many. So the scary thing is you can go to the websites of these drugs, Fosamax, go to their website, and it says the mechanism of action is to, it clearly states that the way these drugs work is by shutting down osteoclasts. Well, what is an osteoclast? There are two essential processes continually rebuilding and replacing old bone tissue. You want you want this. Every part of your body is constantly being broken down and replaced with new healthy tissue. That's how you stay alive. So in bone, it works with two types of cells, osteoblasts with a B, which build new bone, and osteoclasts with a C, which clear out old bone. So these bisphosphonate drugs work by shutting down the, the function of osteoclasts so that they can no longer clear away old bone, which results in the osteoblasts just continually building new bone over decrepit scaffolding that remains in your old bone cells. Does that really sound like a good idea? Obviously, it is not. Why do they do it then? Well, if those drugs will make your bone density scans look better, because if you just stop breaking down the old bone that really needs to be cleared away and just keep shoving in more new bone, it will make your bones more dense and it will make your DEXA scan, your bone density scan look better. It will increase your bone density. What it will not do 
is make your bones stronger. What it will not do in many women is make you less likely to have a fracture. These drugs even actually cause bone cell death. It's documented. You can look this up on PubMed. These drugs are known. One of the most common side effects is to actually cause bone necrosis, death of bone cells, especially in the jaw, but also in the hips where you need your bone strength the most. You don't need your bones just to look pretty on a test. You need them to be strong. And the way you make strong tissue anywhere in your body is to let the natural mechanisms that have been there since you were born that are designed and know what they're doing to do what they do best and to heal and repair bone in particular, you need to clear away the old bone before you start replacing it with new bone. You need both osteoclasts and osteoblasts to function. So that's the problem with these drugs. So what do you do? What is the natural, safe, effective, natural solution to maintain healthy bone strength? Well, I've had lots of patients. Hopefully we'll have time. If we do, I'll get to some case studies I'll describe some specific women who have reversed themselves from osteoporosis back to osteopenia or low bone density, even from low bone density to fully normal bone without drugs. So the most important natural nutrients you need for bone health, obviously calcium, everyone knows that calcium is important. The big problem with that is if you just go to Costco and buy a calcium supplement, or if you get a prescription for calcium from your doctor, 99.99% of the time, those supplements are calcium carbonate, which is ground up rocks and seashells. And there's a reason that almost all calcium supplements are made from calcium carbonate. It's cheap. And pinheaded physicians that think all nutrients are the same don't take the time to learn that those nutrients, that particular form of calcium is not very bioavailable and it does not do a job, do a very good job of helping maintain bone health. So they just often recommend more of it. A lot of physicians recommend 1,200, 1,500 milligrams of calcium, calcium carbonate for people who have osteoporosis. And this is just bad advice. The, the, after, so you want a bioavailable form of calcium. Ideally, you want to get calcium from food like sesame seeds and spinach and any dark green vegetable will be loaded with bioavailable spinach. There is calcium in the ground. There is calcium. If you mine minerals from the surface of the earth and consume them in a capsule, your body will do its best to try to absorb them Pregnant women in third world countries who are minerally deficient famously sometimes eat dirt when they're pregnant because they sense that they need something that they're not getting from their food. And that's a, just a sad situation. But there are supplements that make available plant-based like forms of calcium. So if you stick a plant in that same dirt instead of eating the dirt or mining minerals from sources of calcium like seashells and uh, rocks, you can put a plant in that same dirt and it will absorb calcium through its roots and bind that calcium in the stems and leaves and vegetables, whatever that seeds, whatever that type of plant that is, it will be bound up in food 
food that our bodies have recognized for thousands, hundreds of thousands of years and developed the ability to easily break down and absorb. My favorite form of calcium for bone health and many other reasons for to supplement calcium is a brand called Reacted Calcium by Ortho Molecular Products. This has four different forms of calcium in it that are like as close as you can get to the plant-based forms that most people don't get enough of from their diet. So calcium is obvious. It's really important to take good calcium. If you look at your calcium and it says calcium carbonate on it, throw it away and get the reacted calcium from orthomolecular products is not the only good one. Calcium lactate is also not a bad form. There are several other forms. Email me if you have specific questions about this, but obviously you need calcium and most people obviously think about drinking milk when you're young and growing. Drinking milk, if you don't have lactose intolerance or a sensitivity to casein or any other problems with drinking milk, if you're a, a young growing child or teenager, that might be fine. Evidence is sort of mixed on that. But I do not recommend that most adults drink cow's milk for a whole host of reasons that uh, we don't have time for here today. It's much better to get calcium from green vegetables or take and or take a good calcium supplement. If you come to me and have a DEXA scan with low bone density, I'm going to recommend that you take reacted calcium from orthomolecular products because I've given it to hundreds of people and seen the results before and after that prove that it works. It's not the only one that works, but I know that that one does work. And you also need vitamin D and vitamin K. And sometimes collagen. So let's talk about those other three nutrients. Vitamin D keeps calcium in circulation so that it's available to be absorbed by your bones, by your muscles, by other tissues. Lots of your tissues need calcium. So vitamin D keeps good calcium in circulation. Vitamin K, especially the K2 form of vitamin K, actually moves the calcium from circulation and deposit helps your body deposit it into the tissue, into your bones where you need it most. So you need good plant-like calcium. You need vitamin D to keep the calcium in circulation. And you need vitamin K, especially vitamin K2, to deposit that calcium into your bones. So many women also need collagen. A lot of women, actually, I find in my practice, when they come in, when I'm first doing an exam, I find they're often taking collagen because it also has wonderful effects um, on your skin, hair, and nails. Many people take it just because it makes them look and feel better. Um, taking the most the, a high-quality collagen is also really important. I, for, for years, I've been doing this type of work, doing testing, getting actual data before and after whether nutrients work on my patients for about uh, 20 years now. I've been 30 years in practice as a non-force chiropractor and have been doing functional medicine for about 20 of those years. And for a lot of those years, I, I didn't recommend taking collagen supplements because they didn't seem to work. When I tested people, it didn't seem to improve their bone density scans. A lot of people found that they didn't get the benefits of better skin, hair, nails that they were looking for. So calcium, or the collagen supplements have improved a lot. 
in the last few years, and especially uh, with with some of the the top shelf brands like Designs for Health, the two I recommend, and I've been getting amazing reports back from many, many, many patients who take either collagen from Designs for Health or orthomolecular products. So those, again, are not the only ones that work. Bone broth, just consuming bone broth is a great natural source of collagen, but a lot of people don't like the taste. And uh, some of the previous powdered forms of supplemental collagen also didn't taste very good. So collagen from Designs for Health and Orthomolecular Products works great. People are getting fantastic results with it, and it has no taste at all. It just has a kind of a neutral taste, and you just mix it with water. You can even put it in um, you know, any other liquid you'd like. So not everyone needs collagen to improve their bone health, but it's often... Uh, part of the picture, depending on how bad your tests are, you, as you know, if you've listened to my show at all before, I'm, my focus is always on testing. The problem with bone density testing is you have to wait two years. Why, why do you have to wait two years? Well, because it takes two years to see a difference. You know, the best time to redo any test is when you expect to see improvement or any change. And so bone density scans, DEXA scans, bone mineral density tests, you're not going to see a difference if you do it before two years. So whenever you instigate a new protocol to improve your bone density, you have to you have to wait for two years. But I've done that with many, many patients. And most of the time, just taking a good bioavailable calcium, adequate vitamin D, which for most adults is 5,000 units a day, and especially and often very high doses of vitamin K2 makes all the difference. Sometimes you also need supplemental collagen. I'm Dr. Todd Binkley. You're listening to Safe, Effective, Natural Solutions to Almost Any Health Challenge. I'm talking mostly about osteoporosis today. I had a question from a caller who asked me about the difference between osteoporosis and osteoarthritis. So far, I've only been talking about osteoporosis. I will get to the difference between those two. Before I do that, I just have to tell you how excited I am to have attended again for the fifth year in a row this fantastic symposium. I keep going because every year it's better than ever. It's called the Laboratory Endocrine and Neurotransmitter Symposium. And one of the featured speakers again this year was Pamela Smith, MD. And she had some interesting things to say about the correlation with um, autoimmune disease and long COVID, which I'm definitely going to come back to Later, I'm preparing a lot of information on the latest research on what's causing long COVID, but we'll come back to that. Pamela Smith, MD, spent her first 20 years in practice as an ER physician at a level one trauma center in Detroit, and she's an internationally known speaker and author on anti-aging and personalized medicine. She's been featured on CNN, PBS, and many other television shows and radio shows focusing on anti-aging, including awakening from Alzheimer's and regaining your brain. She's the author of 14 best-selling books, include, including one I recommend everyone get, any woman who's interested in understanding their hormones better. Her, her best, her best, the best-selling of her many best-selling books is called What You Must Know About Women's Hormones. The second edition just came out fairly recently. So she says, hormone replacement therapy in menopausal women has decreased a lot in the last few years because of concerns about increased risk of breast cancer and heart disease. 
and nearly all of these concerns are due to the fact that most hormone replacement therapy administered by most doctors is synthetic hormones, conjugated equine estrogen, also known as Premarin, which is named for the fact that it's made from female horse urine, taking estrogen without progesterone can increase risk of cancer and many other conditions. So synthetic estrogen it, by itself is not the, not the way to go. Um, and, and because of that, it is often combined with progesterone. But combining synthetic estrogen with synthetic progesterone can be even worse. So the combination of synthetic estrogen combined with synthetic progesterone, which is really progestin. It's not even progesterone. Synthetic progesterone is progestin. And drugs like Prempro and Activella are examples of these combinations of synthetic estrogen and synthetic, synthetic progesterone. And they have documented damaging effects on DNA, especially the progestin, which makes it carcinogenic. So nearly half of women quit taking synthetic hormone replacement therapy after a year because of the side effects. And synthetic hormones, this is doc, going back quoting Dr. Smith here, synthetic hormones waste energy by giving incomplete messages to our cells, which then fail to produce a balanced hormonal response. So I, I'm mentioning all of this because, yes, after taking bioavailable calcium, adequate vitamin D, high doses usually of vitamin K2 and sometimes supplemental collagen, a lot of women actually are suffering from bone loss because of inadequate hormones, especially estrogen. So the only way to know for sure if that's you or if someone you love needs hormone replacement therapy for bone health or a whole host of other symptoms, then there is a safe, effective, natural solution for that as well. And it is taking plant-like, plant-based, bioidentical hormones instead of the synthetic hormones that most women get. And this is often a critical part of the picture for women that are uh, osteoporosis, have osteoporosis, and it's not getting better with whatever else they're doing. If you or someone you love is feeling the classic effects of estrogen deficiency, postmenopausal, or during the transition even, if you're just starting to feel the early signs of menopause, it might be perfectly safe for you to take plant-based forms of bioidentical estrogen at very low doses. So the problem with conventional hormone replacement therapy is not only that they use synthetic hormones most of the time, but also that they give you way too much because they're only testing your hormones in serum. So often very low doses can dramatically reduce the symptoms of hot flashes and night sweats or cold flashes or dryness, vaginal dryness, discomfort during sex, dry skin, dry eyes, dry mouth, mood swings, mild depression, irritability, or urinary urgency, feeling the need to pee immediately, trouble sleeping. These are everybody, you know, these are very common symptoms. And they're relieved by synthetic hormone replacement therapy, but it's not worth the side effects, especially when there is an alternative. And so the most important way to know whether or not you have uh, a safe, if it's safe for you to take hormones. So say, for example, you have a family history of breast cancer, or even if you've had breast cancer before, it may still be safe for you to take 
very low doses of estrogen and or progesterone. The way to know that is to not do a blood test. I talk about blood tests all the time. They are the gold standard for most things. But for hormones, especially if you want to treat them with physiological levels, meaning low doses that have profound effects, then it's important instead of a blood test to test your hormones with saliva. The salivary glands have a robust capillary bed surrounding them, which is the smallest form of blood vessels. Your saliva comes from your blood. So your salivary glands are surrounded by a huge number of tiny little capillaries and things. Anything that's in your blood will leak into your saliva, which makes it a good testing medium. The equipment to test hormones in saliva has to be a hundred times more sensitive than the equipment to test hormones in blood which makes these tests very accurate. But more importantly, the best way to, if you want to do low doses, the safe low doses of plant-based natural hormones, of bioidentical hormone therapy, then it makes no sense to test whether or not you're getting adequate amounts, which you always have to do. You have to test continually. You have to tack and you have to adjust your hormones you start with a, a reasonable dose and then you have to test again to make sure that's working. And that will always change as your body responds to the therapy you're taking. But you want to test with saliva tests instead of serum tests, especially if you're doing a transdermal hormone therapy. So there are lots of oral hormone therapies, but the, the best ones to do if you want to do a safe effective plant-based solution are transdermal, something you put on your skin. When you put hormones on your skin, they bind to red blood cells. Your red blood cells deliver them directly to tissues throughout your body where they are needed, like your bones and your heart and your brain and several other, your uterus, everywhere you need that estrogen to function normally again. It's delivered directly from the surface of your red blood cells, and then they're then they disappear. They're taken up by those cells, so that's why they don't show up uh, adequately, accurately on a serum test. When you get your blood tests done for most things, you're really mostly most of the time testing blood serum, not red blood cells. They remove the red blood cells and test your serum for most things. There are lots of exceptions to that, but the point is. It works much better to test your hormones with a saliva test, administer transdermal creams or oils directly to your skin in very low doses, safe doses that do not increase your risk of cancer for most women, and see the profound effects in reducing all of those horrible symptoms. A lot of women start perimenopause in their 30s and almost always by the time they reach 50, but it, you know, it varies a lot. But it is totally safe to get tested and start very low doses of replacement hormones for the ones that your body has stopped making on its own and then test again to make sure that you're maintaining safe, physio normal physiological levels of these things. And you can, with, if you do that, if you do the proper testing, then you have very low risk of increasing your risk of cancer, maybe even reduce it. And definitely, this is what the latest research shows that no one 
most people have not heard about yet, most doctors even have not heard about yet, it actually is well documented to reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease. You actually reduce your risk of heart attack or stroke by maintaining adequate physiologic, not maximum overdoses like most endocrinologists do with women with synthetic hormones, but maintaining normal, low, but adequate physiologic doses of especially estrogen and progesterone. And they can prevent all the horrible symptoms, the hot flashes, the night sweats, the dryness and the trouble sleeping, the mood swings and irritability. But restoring normal levels of hormones can also prevent memory loss, improve heart health, and of course, maintain adequate bone production, prevent osteoporosis, sometimes even reverse it. Where does the time go? I still haven't talked about osteoarthritis. So the difference between osteoporosis and osteoarthritis is osteoporosis is a disease of the bones. Osteoarthritis is a disease of joints. The best way, I promise I will talk about the best ways to prevent osteoarthritis of the joints on another show. Have a fabulous weekend. You've been listening to Safe, Effective, Natural Solutions with Dr. Todd Binkley. If you have a health question you want discussed on the show, email your health questions to Dr. Binkley at binkleyhealingcenter.com. Take advantage of this opportunity to ask questions for yourself and for your loved ones because our health matters. Join him next Friday at 4 p.m. for safe, effective, natural solutions right here on 98.3 The Word, KDAR.